Yo. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Nick, tell me. What is the most real thing you've done this week? Uh, I told my friends I love them. Okay, wrong. This podcast, because right now, we're about to get real. In the word, in the truth, in Jesus Christ. Amen. Man, I've been <sighs> going out this week. I feel like this last, this last month, Nick. God's been really trying to show and, like, reveal his love to me more in, like, a new way. Mm. Like, 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 heart of God, like, love, like, for us, like, agape, like, it's crazy. It's so good. Yeah, I feel like this past week, when we, when we usually get together, it, usually we were just there and it was just fire and it was just prayer, you oh, know, yeah. and we were there just to, like, lay hands on each other, pray for each other, but something happened that Tuesday, like, I think it was, like, January 3rd. I don't I don't remember what it was, but we ended up coming to our house and something shifted. Like the Holy Spirit put a word in my heart and I was just speaking my I was pouring my whole heart out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I remember I remember that. Okay. Something happened. The atmosphere just shifted in the room. Oh yeah. I don't know what it was, but after that moment, like we we came straight up with God. God, all these signs, all these miracles, all this power and fire is amazing. Yeah. But we want your heart. Yeah. We're after your heart. Amen. And after that, something shifted. Like, something shifted in our prayer. Something shifted. We stopped coming to, like, lay hands on each other, to bop each other. But it was more just like, Lord, we just want your heart. Yeah. Like, come here how you want to. Yeah. Not how we want to, but exactly. how you want to. Yeah. Do what you want to do. Yeah. And, you know, and we came to a conclusion that without God's love, without his heart, without knowing his heart, it's in vain. Like, Everything's oh, all in, of vain. It's in vain. The Bible literally says that. It's um you can sing, you can worship, but mm. if there's no love First Corinthians thirteen. Yeah, if there's no love, it's all in vain. Mm. Like if you speak in the tongues of many age, but, but like, I'm not love. Think not. about that. Like you can do everything your whole life in God's name and there's no love, it means nothing. Why do you think God says Oh, but uh why do you think when people go, God says we never knew you even though they prophesied in his name healed in his name but god still says depart from me i never knew you why Mm -hmm. do you think that is because they never had that love that relationship with god to truly know him the only two commandments jesus ever left us was to love god and love neighbors as ourselves Mm -hmm. love is like the one thing that portrays who god is that's why he wants people to love in um love doesn't love doesn't even just portray god love is, is god. god yeah and i was just about to say first john for god is love like think about that god is love there's literally a verse that says god is love so when you love other people just showing that simple kindness like that action love is not always a feeling like you yes you'll feel loved when someone loves you but you can't base everything off of emotions because then that could lead you to something else. You have to understand that love is an action. It's a sacrifice. When you sacrifice or you do that action for somebody else, like that's showing who God is and what he's done for us. Mm -hmm. Sacrificing his son for us because he loved us. So when we start to sacrifice things, that pleases God because that's like, that's 
he you're just showing more of who he truly is mm-hmm. a, like a being that sacrifices a being that loves and it just gets deeper and deeper into this rabbit trail of just yeah we always talked about how god is love but something like hit me and then he's just like some the word popped into my head not only god is love but love is god like love isn't like an entity or a feeling or something it's a being yeah it's a person love is a person oh man love is a person like a person it's an actual person see marriage was meant to be with a man and a woman yeah and that love that they exchange like there's physical love but then there's also like love love where it comes with like relationship and that was meant to be with not just those two people but with god in the middle threefold cold isn't threefold cord is not easily broken yeah and we just and we just wanted to get off from here uh first john 419 we love because he first loved us yeah amen back to first john we love because he first loved like We don't understand what love is only because God has showed it to us. We understand We can only it. experience it because of who he is. And now because we've experienced it, we steward that to other people. Mm-hmm. We love because he first loved us. Like he loved us before he even knew who you were. He loved every single part of creation before it even became in existence that's why he did it mm-hmm. because he loved and what's crazy to me is in our worst he chose us yeah in our worst we wouldn't even choose god yeah we wouldn't even choose ourselves and god chose us I was thinking about I was driving and my eyes were open. I looked at creation out there and it just hit me. God gave up his life for me. And I was just a thought that came to life. I was just his breath that came to life. And he gave me a soul, a spirit, a body. He gave me life and he said, I love you. I'm dying for you. Like, it just hit me. Why? Yeah. Why did he give up his own life? Yeah. Why did he give up his son's life? Like, there's no explanation for me. God literally told me, I asked God, God, why would you do that? He's like, you'll never understand. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. (coughs) Every day. His love is so big. The reason we're here today is because he chose us. Before we chose him. We think we love him and we attain his love. But no. He attained our love. He loved us. First. And because of that love that he showed us. We can love him. Yeah. Without that first love. That first love that he showed us. We could never love him. The reason we are able to love is because of his love. Just think about it. We're souls. We're beings and he thrived everything inside of us. He gave his whole being to us. And he's just like, bro, I just want you to be. 
I just want you to be still with me. Yeah. I just want to love you. He, we love because he first loved us. It's not he loves us because we loved him. It's we had nothing. We were all sinners. And he said, I love you. And here I'm going to prove it. I'm going to put my life on the line. I'm going to die for you and me. I'm yeah. going to die for you. I'm going to have all this power. I'm gonna be. I'm sitting in heaven. I have no excuse to come down right now. He doesn't. He he didn't have to. No, no. He's sitting, chilling in heaven. He's like, why would I go put myself first off into human form, human flesh, also as a servant, also to die for us? He put himself to the lowest of low. Because, he first loved you. Like the lowest of low, like it doesn't get any lower. Like, like with our pride and like how we are nowadays, we can't imagine like, like how Jesus like really just like into the pig's trough, like low, like prodigal son, like, man, that's Ephesians, Ephesians, uh, don't get me wrong. It's probably Ephesians four says he went down to the lowest of earth. And he came back up. He went lower than any human has ever went. Because he took all the sins upon himself and he died for them. He didn't just die for us. He died as us. He said, here, I give you my identity. Jesus said, I give you my identity. And I'll take yours. Oh, yeah. He took your identity and he's like, I'm dying. I'm not even asking for permission. I love them and I gonna die for them that's how much he loved you and me that's how much he loved everything in our life we are living a fruit of his death and resurrection literally even before jesus's death all that fruits all that life it was because of his son that died literally jesus doesn't just mark everything after his death and resurrection but it marks everything before yeah all that mercy and grace and that forgiveness was because of Jesus, was because of his love, just love in general. Why? He just chose you. He just, and and we fight with this. We fight with pride. We fight with our sin. We fight with our shame. And we think, oh, I did this. I'm struggling with this. I'm, I'm not good enough to be in the presence of God. Bro, what are you talking about? He traveled through sin to get to you. You're the one who's putting that sin in front of you and saying, no, Lord, I don't want you. You're saying no to God. Yeah. He's not saying no to you. You're saying no to God. You might be struggling through a sin. You might be struggling through an addiction, but that doesn't stop you from God's love. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing. No no power, no death, no sin can separate you from the love of God. Yeah. See, because of Jesus... And I judge because of Jesus, I can sin. Let's say I sin, I lusted towards a woman, I can walk straight into his presence just like that. Yeah. Because it's not my works that draw me near to him, it's his blood that draws me near. Yeah. It's him. We made it all about us. It's not about us, it's not about what we do, it's not about what we think, it's not about where we went, where we're going to go. He loves us and he said watch 
I'm going to show you how much I love you. I'm going to take away all your sin, all your darkness that you put on yourself. I'm going to take it upon me. Holy God, I'm going to take it upon me. I'm going to become sin. I'm going to die so you could live. He who knew no sin. Became sin. Yeah. He took it upon himself and he's like, this is how much I love you. I'm giving my son's life. I'm giving my life for you. Stop judging yourself. I'm judging you righteous. Come to me. All I want is to love you. Mm -hmm. We judge ourselves. We condemn ourselves. And he said, no, no, no. My son is on that cross for you. Yeah. He's on that cross for you. Come to me. You have the right to come to me. You can be in sin and your heart is changed. See, so many Christians are being condemned because their heart is changed. They want to know God. They want to be in His presence, but they're condemning themselves. Yeah. They're putting themselves, they're judging themselves. There's self-condemnation. There's shame. There's guilt. There's all these things. But Jesus is like, No, you have the right to be in the holy of holies because the son died for you. His holy blood is on you. So when you walk into his presence, it's not you that he sees. It's Jesus that he sees. Yeah, amen. God sees Jesus in you. He doesn't see you. He sees Jesus. We can come into his presence and he could just love us. You can come into his presence with all these situations with all these addictions you could fall on your knees and you can experience the living powerful god and watch him transform your lives it's not about you fixing yourself it's not about you looking at yourself it's you looking to god in faith and being like god i believe i have the right to be here yeah man you can be in the holy of holies this is how much he loved you He came to you and he said, I want to live in you. The closest I will ever get in you. I'm doing that. The moment you believe. You can sin. You can lust. You can have pride. Guess what? He's still there. That's his love for you. That's his desire. That's what he wants to do. Mm -hmm. That's who he is. By this... The love of God was revealed in us that God has sent his only son into the world so that we may live through him. And this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us. And sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. 1 John 4, 9 and 10. And this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us. That's love. That's love. When he didn't expect anything in return. That's true love. When you do it, when you do something for someone and you're not expecting anything in return. That's love. Love isn't doing something to someone and that person doing it back because for an exchange. That's love, bro. Yeah. No, you're... He wasn't... He didn't gain anything, bro. I hope you realize God didn't need us. No. He didn't need us. 
He doesn't need our worship. Like he doesn't says, need as our as if things. he needed anything. He didn't need anything. No. He gave his love. He gave his son's life, and he's just like, "That's love." You didn't do anything to deserve it. You can't do anything to deserve it. That's his character. You know, when he created the world, he knew that he was going to do that. I'm still doing it. He knew that Adam and Eve were going to sin, and he had a plan. See, the Lord loves you so much, he tripped into death to get to you reckless love when people call it reckless that song reckless love it's not talking about how mad he is or just like how careless he is when we think of reckless we think of reckless driving but no he loved so much that he's just I don't care what's gonna happen I'm getting to you I don't care if I have to walk through death. I don't care if I'm going to scream at the Pharisees, rebuke them. I don't care if I'm going to bring down the whole, if I'm going to fulfill the whole Mosaic law, bring down all those traditions. I don't care if I'm going to get beaten. I don't care if I'm going to get tortured. I don't care if my blood is going to be all over Jerusalem. I'm getting to you. (laughs) That's his joy. (laughs) Bro. That's reckless love. That's his love. Because, <laughs> look, he's dying for us. He's suffering. And that's his joy. How, how, how stupidly crazy does that sound? That's his joy to die and suffer through everything for us. Oh, my goodness. You're saying reckless, and now that's hitting me. Because if it's... We can't understand how Jesus took upon that cross with gladness dying taking in the most humiliating death and he's joyful because he knows what's happening next day because jesus knows he's like oh man oh man bro not only that he not only saved us he not only saved us and gave us eternal life in him but he gave his grace to us he gave his love towards us and he's just like, you know what? I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you through your life. I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm always going to be by your side. First John 4.13 By this we know that we remain in him and he in us. Because he has given to us of his spirit. Of his spirit. Has given his spirit to us. The Holy Spirit. The breath. The Spirit of God dwells in you and me, bro. The living God. How are we not burning up? (laughs) Bro, that's a good question. Actually, now that you say it, like... I love it. The same Spirit that ruled Jesus. That raised Jesus up from the dead. That raised Jesus up from the dead. That did miracles. The same Spirit... Dude lives in you and me and bro i was reading i was reading a verse i think it was ephesians 5 uh, i may i may or may not be mistaken um anyways 
Ephesians 5. What did I read again? <laughs> uh, no, it was not Ephesians 5. All right, guys, I found the verse. Romans 8, 7, uh, Romans 8, 16 and 17. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, heirs also. Heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him so that we may be glorified with him. Fellow heirs with Christ. Yeah. We received the same inheritance that Jesus has. Yeah. The same inheritance. All that joy, that peace, the power of the Holy Spirit, the healing power that raised Jesus from the dead now lives in you and me. Jesus gave up his inheritance to you and me because he wanted to. Not just his power, but his righteousness. His holiness and his grace to you. His whole identity. Now you don't have to work to be right. You are righteous because of faith. Because of faith, yeah. You're holy because of who he is. You can receive his holiness. You can receive his righteousness. He worked for you. And he said, here, you can receive it. You can receive it. Now we don't have to walk by the flesh. We don't have to walk by our works. We could just look to him. And say, oh, look, Jesus, you died for me. You, d you did all these works for me. Oh, I'm going to live by faith. I'm going to live like those works are mine. Yeah. And you could do that legally, biblically, legally. You could do that by faith. You could say, oh, I'm going to live a life based on your works. I'm going to live a life based on who you are. I'm going to live a life based, based on your blood. And guess what? You, you receive that with faith. You receive that with faith. And you start living a life like he is living in it. Bro, you start living life like it's him living it. Yeah. He starts living his life through you because you receive his fullness. Why do you think it's you called receive, one path? Exactly. There's no multiple path. There's it's one just path. Jesus is the path that you walk through. Oh, that's good. You Okay, Jesus is the path. It literally says the Jesus path. Let's say that, for example. And you just walk through it by faith. And he already paid and for that. Already, the, the whole path is paved. You just walk through it. Ephesians 2, 10. Everyone knows this. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God already prepared your whole legacy, everything that you're going to do. All you have to do is take one step into the Jesus path and that's and from there you just walk. You just walk and you just start things, the fruits just start settling in and you just start seeing things and you start seeing people change. And this is where you start seeing yourself change and be more like him because Jesus lives in you now. Now people are walking around like, man, this guy really looks like Jesus because you simply chose to just walk like that. Because you simply took that step and you're like, all right, I'm going to walk with you, Jesus. And now Jesus is showing himself through you. Mm -hmm. And it's not even that. It's you saying, Jesus, I receive you. Yeah. We can't, with faith, we receive what's already been given. His life was already given towards us. And he's like, with faith, we receive him in our lives. Yeah. 
in our lives so that not only are we his children, but we get to produce the fruits of his children. We get to, we get to release the fruits of the spirit. See, here's, here's the thing. The fruit, see, the Bible says the fruit, not fruits. The Bible says the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, truth. And it goes on. The fruit, it's one fruit. It's his fruit. And out of that one fruit comes all those blessings. All those things, yeah. And guess what? That's his fruit. We can't produce that fruit. Nope. We can't mimic that fruit because there's only one love. We can only, we can only release that fruit. Release it from the one who lives in us. That's how it works. That's how you faith works. Receive. Yeah. Yes. Our works are reaped from our faith. We don't do works to reap faith. Hear me out. We don't do works to reap faith. We have faith in order to reap works. Reap works. Uh-huh. But the funny thing is, the funniest thing about that, you don't work. Boom. Bro, exactly. <laughs> you reap works that are not even yours. Bro, I have a verse right here. Right, verse right here, bro. This is for real. 1 Corinthians 15.10. This is Paul talking to the Corinthian church. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. By the grace of God, he is who he is. It's not even him. It's the grace of God in him. It's the grace of God. That's who he is. He is God's grace. He took God's, I, he took God's grace. He took Jesus' identity. He put it to himself. And he's like, the reason who I am is because of Jesus. The reason who I am is because of God's grace. I am a product of God's grace. He said, by God's grace, I am what I am. He is. He became God's grace. He took so much of his grace upon himself that he that's became his identity. That's who he is. He was what he was a walking grace of God. And he went and he preached the gospel. And it was no longer Paul preaching, it was God's grace preaching through them. Yeah. And all he did was, Lord, I believe. I believe. He received it. He received so much. He had faith. Just received it. He's like, Lord, I say yes, more of you. That it was no longer Paul living. It was no longer it was no longer Saul. It was grace. It was no longer Saul. It was grace given to Paul. Yeah. Bro. Good. By the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace towards me did not prove in vain. Grace, his grace never proves in vain. Because if you believe in his grace, it will never fail you. Because his word says so. And what his word is, is true. And he will be faithful. You believe in him. You believe in his grace. He won't fail you. I promise you that. Oh, yeah. He will never, ever fail you. He proved it on the cross. He proved it on Jesus. He can't betray his own son. He can't betray his first love. He can't. He can't. Otherwise, he'd be going against himself. Yeah. And a house divided against itself cannot stand. He cannot. He cannot not be faithful. And you want to know how you get that grace? You just receive it. You receive by faith. By faith, because it's a gift from God, mm -hmm. lest no man boast. And all you have to do is turn away. All you have to do is have a change of heart and be like, Lord, I don't want to do that anymore. Oh, yeah. All you got to be is like, Lord, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to I I do you. I want to follow you. And guess what? 
You just make that decision in your mind, in your heart, and His grace just flows through you. Oh, yeah. It's a change of heart. It's not... A no, ch- not even a change in heart, but a surrendering of it's your a, heart. It's exactly... It's a surrender. It's you being like, Lord, I don't know what's going on in my life. I don't know. Like... I have so many things in my life that I don't know, that I don't understand, that all these doubts are going through, all these worries, anxieties, pride. I don't know how to deal with them. I'm giving them to you. And once you give them to him, his race just goes raging just through go, you. Just flows. Oh, yeah. By, but by grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace towards me did not prove in. But I labored even more than all of them. He said, I worked more than every single person. I worked more than every single person. Bro, he said, I worked more. Than all of them. Than all of them. Yet not I. But the grace oh, of God. God. with me. Not just in him. But with him. With him. Guiding him. Working in him. And that grace. Did. In him. It was the grace of God working in him. Not Paul. Not his flesh. All he did was have faith. And the grace of God worked in him. That's love, bro. Yeah. What the heck, bro? The grace of God worked in him and did the will of God. What? Who better to do the will of God than Jesus Himself? Than God, yeah, than God Himself. No, who better because, to do the will of God? Because they're all three in one. God has a will. You just trust in one of like. Woo, bro! Oh my goodness, this is that's so, so true. good. That's so true. It's so good, bro. Oh, dude, the grace of God, bro. Why do you think people say by the grace of God, by the grace of God? You take like I feel like I take that for granted sometimes. Like I hear people say that I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like it's honestly so true. Why do you think you're here? By the grace of God. Why do you think you're doing the things you're doing? By the grace of God. You're listening to this podcast right now by the grace of God. I'm doing this by the grace of God. Like, I'm alive because the grace the of God. Grace of God. Amen. Like. Everything you do day to day on a daily basis is by the grace of God. And you don't even understand that until you like, until you start knowing truly how he loves you Mm -hmm. and why he loves you. Bro, you know, the reason why he died on the cross for you and me was because he wanted to be one with us. One with us. Yeah. One with us. See, people start like nowadays they religionize, they traditionalize Christianity so much the denominations the different things like amongst us like separation arguments putting everything in between us making sure that things are certain ways Jesus is listening to all these traditions like let's say wearing nice clothes like why are you making this a big deal like you're going to church because you're wearing nice clothes no you're going to church because you need to heal. You're going to church because you want to be closer to me. You want to experience me. And I want to be in you. Why are you putting all these barriers of religion between me and you? Why? Why? I can't get to you when you're thinking about what you have to do and not what I've already done. His blood got you near, like Nick said. His blood brought you near. So why do you think you working will get you any closer to God? You can't. 
Why? Why do you think that? Why do you think? Because you have to do something. Oh, I sin. Let me let me read my Bible. Oh, let me go fast. Let me go pray. Maybe that'll fix something. No. Because that's what brought you near to God? No. If it's not what brought you near, it can't get in you any closer. You can't please God with your flesh. Oh, no. Romans says, the flesh can't please God. Romans 8, 8. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You can't please God with your flesh. You can't do anything to please Him. Oh, no. Nothing. So why are you trying to please Him with that? The only thing that can please Him is is your faith. In Jesus. In Jesus. In Jesus. So if Jesus lives in you, that's the only way you can please him. Bro, you being saved, you please him. Yeah. By you believing in him, you please him. That's it. You have all his affection. All of it. On you. All his love. Everything on you just because you have faith in him. In faith in him. What? John the Baptist. Dove comes down God's voice. This is my beloved son and who I am well pleased. Think about that. So if the son lives in you. Who do you think he's pleased with? You, because you decided to accept Jesus in whom he is well pleased. And Jesus said, you receive me, you receive my father. You and so my you father. receive You're him. receiving God, so he's pleased in the fact that you're receiving him. And not even that, the whole Christian walk is just receiving the father. Not getting to him, not walking towards him, but receiving him. He wants to get into your heart we are just empty vessels we're just (laughs) potted pots and he's like i want to get in that little heart of yours i want your heart i want to be in your heart bro god just wants to live in you he just wants to be in you he wants the relationship this world doesn't need any more religion this world doesn't need religion. They're tired of religion. They're tired of working. They're try- tired of proving themselves. They need a relationship. This world needs love and Jesus offers love. Salvation oh, yeah. isn't a religion. Jesus isn't a religion. It's a relationship. Relationship. Jesus Amen. broke that religion. The old Mosaic law, that was religion. That was religion. That was religion. He fulfilled religion. So you could have a relationship. relationship. See, the religion you're trying to fulfill, Jesus already fulfilled that. He already fulfilled the law. So now all there is, is relationship between you and God. You're holy. You're holy because of Jesus. See, without Jesus, we have to get through religion to get to God. But no man can get through religion but Jesus. Jesus is our doorway. Into the Father. Into a relationship. He fulfilled. He fulfilled the law in our hearts. Jesus fulfilled the law in our hearts. So now all we have to do is receive that by faith. And we're good, bro. Yeah. We got got everything in Jesus. Everything. We can't add. If we were to add on top of Jesus, we'd pretty much say, Nope, Jesus is enough. God isn't enough for me. Yeah. If you think... Doing works will please God. You're saying what Jesus did doesn't please. What Jesus did doesn't please. Gee, what Jesus did isn't enough. I have to add on top of that. (coughs) Dang. When you think about it that way, that's crazy. It's crazy, bro. I got an image. It's like, 
we're on one rock and God's on the other, okay? And we need a bridge to get across. We don't know how to build a bridge. We don't know how to get to God. There's no way out. We're stranded on this one single rock in the sky and God. And Jesus becomes the bridge. He forms into the bridge that we need to get to God. But the craziest part is we're so focused forward that God's right next to us already. Mm. We're so focused on ourselves that we don't realize he's right in front of us. Yeah, that, that today today I was in my I was I was working and I was in my car and I was just going through all these thoughts and these doubts and I'm just and I realized subconsciously what I was doing. I was trying to fix myself. I was trying to put thoughts in place so I could be with God. I realized that. Yeah. I was putting the thoughts in place so I could be holy with God, aka holy with him. So I could be one with him, so I could be perfect with him. But I realized, bro, what the heck? What am I doing? He's right here next to me. And I felt his presence. He was right next to me. And he's laying his head on my shoulder, bro. Mm, that's good. And he's just resting on me. And I'm like, bro, this is too funny, bro. I'm trying to fix it. I'm trying to fix it, Felix. When Jesus already fixed it for me. I'm trying to fix it to be with him, but he's already there. I'm trying to get to him with my thoughts. I'm trying to get to him with my flesh, but he's just right next to me in spirit. He's right there. The Holy Spirit lives in me. The Holy of Holies lives in you. So don't tell me you aren't holy. Don't tell me you aren't righteous. Don't tell me. Don't tell me anymore, bro. You got the spirit of the living God in you. I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not going to believe you if you tell me you're a sinner. You're not. How can... God live in a sinner. He can't. He can't. He can't. Otherwise, they would. Otherwise, that sinner would have died. You're holy. You're a child of God. You can't be a child of God and a sinner at the same time. You're the sinner of God. You're either my bad. Either sinner <laughs> or a child of God. Yeah. The spirit of God lives in you. So don't tell me you aren't righteous. Don't tell me you're not a child. Don't tell me you aren't holy. You are holy. You are righteous. You are free. You have the God of the universe living inside of you. Don't tell me you aren't holy. Don't tell me you aren't righteous. We're not receiving this identity by faith. We're trying to get to the identity with flesh. We're trying to get to that identity with works, bro. It's receiving. It's receiving, yeah. Bro, he already lives in you. All he's saying, bro, just agree with me. Just agree with me. He already lives in you. If, you. if you're not saved, bro, this is the best thing in the whole world, bro. Believe in him. Repent. Turn away. And just receive him. Receive everything that he has for you. Just be like, Jesus, I repent of my sins and I want to be with you. Yeah. Come and live in me. And when that happens, you're holy. You're righteous. You're good. You're the good tree. You're good. It's not, you're working to be good. You are good. Yeah. It's identity. The generation of Christianity. Christianity is going through identity issues. They don't know who they are. Yeah. They're because they sin. Themselves. They sin and they identify themselves by their sin. They identify themselves. The Bible says, oh, you're free. And they look at their fra- flesh. They're like, no, I'm not free. You have two mans living in you. Which one are you going to trust? Which one are you going to believe in? Faith 
is living in the spirit and not walking by the desires of the flesh. You walk by the spirit, you walk by faith, and I promise you, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. It's a step of faith. It's you receiving him. It's you receiving his identity in Jesus. Yeah. 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 Back to back to Nick saying how to be repentant. God wants you to be repentant because he wants you to understand how impossible it is to get to heaven without him. God wants without you, repentance. Without repentance, without a true repentant heart, you can't receive. You can't receive because you don't understand what you've done and how undeserving you are of his grace and his love. Mm-hmm. God gave you that love and that grace and you're and you want to be repentant because you understand that you're a sinner and you don't deserve anything in this world and you he gave us especially a, his love he gave us a choice it's a free we, will it's free will free will exactly because if it was not free will then it would not be love because if god oh, didn't give you a free hits, will bro if god made you love him then it wouldn't be love because then that wouldn't be a choice. You choose mm. to love him, and he and he chooses to love true you. Love. That's you true love. That's true love. Choose. choose. Because every time you'll have a choice to love, he chooses you every time. Wow. But like you said, we don't always choose him. Mm. And he's still there. And even still when we're there. unfaithful, he's faithful. Yeah. I think it's Second Timothy two twelve. Even when we're unfaithful, he is faithful. Amen. Amen. That's crazy. Matthew eleven twenty and 30. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. You will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The Lord is calling us. The Lord is calling us to take up. The Lord is calling us to come to him, to take up his yoke, and his yoke, is easy in the burden is light. And that yoke is faith. It's being with him. It's being with him. He will take off your yoke of religion, your yoke of striving, your yoke of self-condemnation. He will give you a yoke of love, oh, yeah. of goodness. And he will give you rest. What does rest mean? Rest isn't... See, you can have pure rest but have a busy life. You can find rest in your soul. You can be at peace, but have a busy life. But someone could be, someone could be chilling at home doing nothing, but his heart is not at rest. Yeah. That's what rest is, peace in your heart. True peace. Whoever's listening to this, you can receive the Lord's peace right now. He's giving it to you. I just feel the call in the Holy Spirit. Those who need peace, Right now, he's giving you peace. Just say, Lord, I receive. Lord, I receive. Lord, I receive. Just look. Look how still it is. His rest is so awesome. By faith, and by faith, you just believe. You believe that that peace is there. You just have to grab it. Uh The peace, the peace is Jesus. Yeah. It is. And so, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. His yoke. What was his yoke? 
child of God. Child of God. And yes, he was persecuted. He went through suffering. And he died for love for you and me. He, pro he said, in this world, you will have trials and tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. See, a life with Jesus, the life isn't going to be easy. But it's the right life. It's the good life. It's the peaceful life. It's the joyful life. Yeah. It's the restful life. I heard this the other day. Us as Christians, us as believers... We're supposed to be in this world, but not of this world. We are not. We are not supposed to be looking like every average person. People are supposed to look at us and think we are weird. That's the goal. <laughs> That's the goal of being a Christian. We have to look weird. We cannot look normal because people have to look at us and be like, "Why do they love us so much? Why did he do this for me? Why did they do this? Why do they do this? I've never seen this. They're so weird, but I like it. Why are they doing it? But." I enjoyed it. Something inside of me felt good. We have to stand out in order for people to to experience God and to want Him more. Because and not even for us to stand out. Let Him stand out. Let, let Him stand. Our out. light shine bright. When it starts about let your light shine, it's talking about that light that lives in you. The light. That lives your in Jesus. You. Let that. Let Jesus shine. Let Jesus shine. Yeah. He is the light. He is light. And so, um, before I wrap up, this is, this is um, an invitation. This is an invitation to come to Jesus. Whether you're saved, you're not saved. Whether you're saved and you may have walked away or not, the Lord is inviting you into His love, into a personal, intimate relationship right now. Right now. And I'm going to read the verse again, Matthew 11, 28 and 30. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So, Lord, I pray for every single person who's listening, Lord. I just pray for those hearts that are open. God, you just give them peace, Lord. Peace and love right now, Lord. That they may experience you, that they may, they may experience your real love, not religious love, not a traditional love, but true relationship love, Lord. The Jesus love, the fiery love that burns. And I just pray you just love them right now, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Your love is so amazing. Yes, God, thank you. So In Jesus' name I pray. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. receive it it's there <laughs> thank you so much for listening guys yeah and have a great day i guess whatever yeah. you're doing all right <laughs> see ya <laughs> let's be real out